You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody loves a game night. That's a fact. However, I feel like I have not been a part of a game night that doesn't turn hostile at some point. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So, you know, I was thinking this time around for this show, you know, it'd be cool to do something kind of laid back. It's an evening session. Yes. Um, you know, game night is typically my thing to do when we get together with our friends, our yes. homies. So I was typically thinking. Typically we got alcohol though. We don't got no alcohol. Right, anymore. right. That's the only thing missing from the scenario right now. But you know what? I don't even need no alcohol, you know, because the our guest today is so lit that He's a whole ass drinking himself, right? <laughs> what you think? What you think? So today we have a special guest on this show, someone whose personality is so big 
that we we couldn't just, you know, ask him questions and do a corny ass interview. No. We got to switch it up for y'all so that we can bring the fullness yes. of that who is Kid Fury to dead ass. All right. I'm with it. How y'all feeling about that? I'm with so, it. So if you're not familiar, if you've been under like a whole ass rock for mad long, uh, Kid Fury is a comedian and co-host of the wildly popular podcast, The Read, along with Crystal West. The first podcast to ever put put us out there. Oh, I got a few words they to say us, about they that. They shouted us out I got very a few words first to say before about anybody that, else. If yes. that's a fact. Yes. Um, the podcast features a queer black perspective on pop culture, politics, uh, life advice, everything in between, which has helped it establish a cult following yes all right so kid is known for his witty commentary uh your quick responses to current issues so today our producers put together a cool little game night for us what's up kid i'm so happy to see your face even Listen, if it's just virtually i'm so happy to do this i love seeing on? y'all do literally anything you know i've been such a big fan of y'all and the fam for such a long time so Whenever you call, I'll be there. Yo. Like, like I want to say, you're a day one. I, Thank I, you we so love much. That. You you've been a day one since before. I think before I had a hundred thousand followers. I remember um when I started posting more consistently. People was like, "Yo, the read shouted y'all out," and I was like, "The read," and it mm-hmm. was like, "Yo, it's a podcast." And at this time, I hadn't even known what a podcast was. Yeah. This was yeah. going into. 2018 mm-hmm. it was going into 2018 and i was like well, you know i was like i don't know what the podcast is and then you asked us to come on the yep. podcast mm-hmm. and um we went on the podcast and i was like yo this is wild <laughs> right. like i had no idea all of this existed <laughs> it's a whole but vibe. you mentioned us and my following just started to grow people come and look at my videos so we appreciate you, you bro yes we, appreciate we are forever Chrissy in too. debt to you and crystal it. the reed for even giving us that yeah. platform no i promise you I, yes. I literally think about you all the time you know I'll send you a little DM every now and again to be like, yeah. bro, I just appreciate you. I'm checking on you because I really feel like you guys kind of paved the way for us. In Absolutely. Sense, Absolutely. For sure. So y'all been doing a damn I thing. Mean, We're proud of you. That's very sweet. Yeah. Cause proud you got some things going too, though. You got some things going too. Um, you just solidified yeah. a deal with Issa Rae. He was stalking you. Yeah. I was talking. We talk stalking a little you. bit about it. Talk yes. a little bit about yes. it. Like, com- a comedy us. album. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, so Issa has a record label called The Radio, and she's also just been one of those creators that's been incredibly supportive, Mm -hmm. like, forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she approached us, uh, maybe 2019, like, it it was definitely before the pandemic and shit. Um, and she was like, listen, I would love to do it, like, a comedy album, with you guys and mm. we sat down with her and uh Benoni, her partner over at the radio and started conceptualizing some stuff and we started recording we have a lot more stuff to to do for mm. it it's going to be a very interesting and unique project more than just comedy mm. i don't want to say too much because i don't know if i can <laughs> right but right. It's um, it's been a lot of fun so far, and got a lot more to work on for it. So hopefully it'll be out soon. I think we're shooting for this year or something. Oh, but so. that's good. Does it yeah, feel good to have your toe? It's gonna be fun. Does it feel good to have your hands in a different pot other than the podcast? Because I know that you have a wealth of talent. So how does it feel to be doing something different outside of the podcast realm? Um, I don't know. It's almost like. 
it's like like a meal that you really like but someone else prepared it for you and you're just like <laughs> i know i really like wings but let me see what you know what right, flavor right. it is that you got yeah you know, like it's it's familiar but it's also really exciting because the format is new mm-hmm. and the way that we're building it is new and we have like new perspective and and stuff from the radio team so okay. it's exciting because it's like it's what we have been doing but in a fun new way with the resources and stuff so i'm excited to oh, good. present it no it's it's cool to see uh millennials be successful and then broaden their horizon on what they can do to be successful because now i hear parents you know parents will say oh what you want to be when you grow up a, a influencer a podcaster a YouTuber. and a, a youtuber <laughs> and kids are like yes they they make like a lot of money <laughs> right. like that's like a, a legitimate living There's bags out there for you know that. what i'm saying yeah yeah. So it's, it's good to see mm-hmm. you guys. I continue. love that. Yeah. No, of course. Absolutely. Because I remember being like when I was starting out on YouTube at like 19 or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'm living in my Jamaican ass household <laughs> and trying to explain <laughs> to my parents. My mother was always like, I don't get it, but I see you have passion. So like, I get it. I'll, I'll support you. And my father was like, he had more questions. <laughs> <It's just laughs> like, what is YouTube? How is this sustainable? Are you sure? And I had to like back it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had to really put in the work and back it up. And finally, when stuff started to pay off, now, you know what I mean? I feel like there are more, like the generation after us yes. will likely have more people that'd be like, yeah, I completely understand why you would want to make money on social media or YouTube or something yeah, like that. Because I speaking, get how that works. Yeah. I actually, guarantee yeah. you, they're going to have college courses on YouTubing on podcasting, sure. on influencing, I guarantee it. And yeah. they, they're probably going to do case studies mm-hmm. on like you guys, if this is where they started and this is what they did because mm-hmm. they have to find a way first to monetize what we create. So they're going to monetize mm-hmm. and make it seem like they created and say, these were the first YouTubers and right, podcasters who were Right, as if they had the successful. formula. However, meanwhile, <laughs> we was over here winging it. Yes. Out here winging shit <laughs> and it's like, throw it up. Is it stuck? Great. All right, that works. <laughs> that works. But I yeah. feel you on that kid. My, yeah. my father still to this day is be like... So who exactly does write your check? Is it YouTube? <laughs> is, who, is, who, who exactly is YouTube? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. I get all of those same questions too and I answer them and then they forget. But they know that I'm not calling them and asking them for money. So that's I feel like fact. that's good enough. So I was like, like, we ain't homeless. Yeah. We definitely ain't right. homeless. <laughs> in fact, I pitch in. Every now and then I might actually, okay. you know. Help out where I can, or That's give you a nice gift about. or something. Right. There you it's go. like, oh, okay, nigga, you're good. All right. Yeah. So today we're going to do something a little fun. Our producers, we're trying to rock our their brains to figure out what can we do that's fun with Code Fury. I'm nervous right? though. I'm a bit. I, I will. Are you nervous? Yes, because Denora and Trouble put this together, so we have no idea. Yeah, we don't know what the fuck's kid. about we to happen. We have no kid. idea what. So what excuse these us are in, in, in advance because we don't really know what we're about to jump into. They decided to put together a fishbowl of questions for us to choose at random, and each of us will get a chance to answer. If the question applies, <laughs> okay, and they might have been drinking over here. Now that I think about it, because my wine rack is looking very bare <laughs> Yo, right facts. now, facts. so they might have been drinking. So I apologize in advance. We are not responsible for what's in this bowl right I'm here. They asked me for before if I, any question was off limits, and I said no. All right, now. So, so Deval's gonna go first because chances are, if we were at an actual game night in person. 
you and I would be on the same team because clearly we dressed alike and that was not planned, y'all. That was not planned. Um, so I would have picked Even to the hat. Down I know, to the right? Hat, what is going okay? on? Down to the hat. So I'm feeling set up. I totally would have. Nah, I don't know what's in here. I promise you. Well, that. Triple said everybody got to answer the question. Isn't oh, that is right, that Triple? Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Everybody, whatever oh, whatever, I, whatever the, the question okay. is, oh, so everybody got to answer it. So okay. it makes it fair. You're trying so, to make teams already. Okay. See, see, I was trying to make a team. I go for the strongest links. Okay. Right, so here we go. The first one. <laughs> I see these two be at home board. Name a <laughs> sexual position or fantasy that you will never try or do. Ooh. Position or fantasy. Sexual position or fantasy that you would so never So I know I will never do because... My sexual partner won't let me do it because oh, it is a damn. fantasy. So it's something I. I'm asking, is that what it is, Tribble? <laughs> a sex. Okay, so boom. I mean, it feels like it falls in line. Right, so boom. <laughs> Here it goes. A sexual fantasy that I will never do. Um, again, will never do <laughs> because now um, you're about to put me on front street. I am about kid. to put you on front street. Um, I would like to have a threesome. Oh, again <laughs> but i know we can't do it now because we married <laughs> we did it in you college i'm gonna put it out there blast. i'm gonna put it out there we, we did it in college we did it in college oh my um, god but kid, we were not kid, married at that this? time so now that we married kadeen completely put the kibosh on that so i know it's never gonna happen again well damn i'm blushing guys <laughs> Can you see me blushing? Don't Whew. blush. All right. I was actually thinking threesomes for around the same reason. I feel like, but I totally get that though. Like, I feel like that's something, especially if I find my person and I'm comfortable. Yeah. Like prior to like lifelong, like when we're early on yeah. and we're kind of like getting to know each other and like experimenting yeah. together, I could see like getting that right. yep. out of our system. And when it's locked down, it's locked fuck down. <laughs> that you is know, it. Use that's your memory and your imagination. <laughs> exactly. You, we can recall the time, we can reminisce. Right. On that time we had, but then again, uh, no. I mean, so with me, I don't know if there's a, well, fantasy, yes, I'm, I'm with y'all on the three something, but in terms of a position, I just know that there's an, there's a entry way that I just rather not entertain <laughs> anymore. So, yeah. One where I have no choice. That's, she, that's, li- the, she said, I, he said one where I have no choice. <laughs> Yo, it yeah. is wow. That's just what it is. I'm just Yo, like you know, it's ex- exit only. She uh completely put the kibosh on that too. Yeah, I just I we just tried can't. it. We tried it. I think one time when you was drunk, and even in her drunkness, she was like, she was like, sobered up real quick. Mm-mm. I was like, listen, bro, Mm-mm. like, nah, I just that's just one hole that will not entertain you. <laughs> you just uh, throw, I just throw it away. Still you threw the question away. All right, I'll pick now. And I I'll feel read. you. Uh, you know, <laughs> he said he feel you. Too. It's just one of them things, bro. This is a whole other one right there. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. You got options. I li- but I like that one. You got I like option. that one. All right, so then we we lit. We agree on that. Exactly. We agree on there that. We go. Shit. <laughs> Tell us an embarrassing shitting or farting story. <laughs> Deval got one. <laughs> Yo, what is going on with y'all? Yo. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> This team of ours, yeah, um, y'all crazy. <laughs> you listen, y'all want me to go first? I have two. You got two? You go ahead, go ahead. You kid. have two I'm stories. A, you the guest, so go ahead. I have a shitting one and a farting one. Oh, great! <laughs> go ahead. So, go, go so the shitting one I may have talked about on my podcast before, but it was like I think I was in first grade, and I like 
it was just terrible Miami-Dade County public school lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was like <laughs> cheap pizza and chocolate milk. Sounds like, yeah. And my yeah, stomach yeah. was like, oh, you got me fucked up. Oh, yeah. dairy and, and I just like pizza dough. I literally had to call my mom off work to come in like <laughs> oh, new clothes man. or whatever. It was a nightmare. Um, and then the farting one, unfortunately, was as an adult. I was just gassy <laughs> on a flight uh, from LA to New York, but I was also flight. like asleep. <laughs> but like my farts kept waking me up. <laughs> and at one point, <laughs> At one point, like the fart that woke me up, like, like I just woke up and I saw the woman sitting next to me who was like a young black girl sitting next to me was like cracking up. Like, I think at that point I had been ripping them for probably a while, but I woke up to like her just like losing it. And I didn't even apologize. Like, what do you want me to do? At that but point, you know what that it was is. embarrassing. You ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah. You ain't got right, nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. To... You can't even exit at that point. You're just stuck. Yeah. That's oh my God. You That's I mean, it didn't smell bad, but it oh, was just loud. Bad? Sometimes the sound effects are yeah, worse than the smell. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Well, do you want to go with your shitting story first? Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. I went first last time. So. <laughs> So I was on my way to Long Island to do makeup for a wedding, right? And got up that morning. And with me, sometimes it's like a hit or miss thing when it comes to coffee. Coffee can sometimes like send me all the way to the toilet yeah. or I'm, I'm fine, right? So this particular morning, um, coming off of like a night of having like mad food, like my grandmother came and cooked. So I had like oxtail rice and peas, this, that. Normally in the morning, mm-hmm. I'll get up and I'll poop and I'll be on my merry way. This particular morning, yep. there was no poop. Fine. So I'm on my way to this client's house and (laughs) I am about maybe 20 minutes shy of reaching her house and I'm feeling it kick in and it's kicking into the point where it's just like, damn, like I'm turtle heading at this point now. Mm. Right. Mm. Turtle heading to the point where I'm like this, this may not, I may not last the 20 minutes. But then I also felt like it was one of them shits that was going to come from like my spine. Right. So I was like, if I go to this girl's house and shit at her house and like, say there's like a toilet issue or it doesn't flush properly, then I'm going to be mad embarrassed. Right. So I'm about 10 minutes out. And I'm like, I can't do this no more. So I'm in my mom's car. My mom be having mad shit in her car, right? So I pull over on the side of the highway. And it was kind of on a bend where I exited, right? So I pulled over and I'm like searching the back of her car or whatever. So I found a, a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. I am, I am ashamed. I found a gallon-sized Ziploc I bag. And she had like, she had some like random like shit in it. So I was like... I'm about to shit in it. So I turned the Ziploc bag out, went to the side of the car, opened the passenger door, and I I pulled my pants down and I shit in the Ziploc bag, okay? This is the woman I married, y'all. But I did not. It's the woman I married. I did not think, oh, I'm about to shit. I need tissue (laughs) at the same time, right? I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. Yo. So at this point now I'm frantic because I took a shit in the Ziploc bag. And then now I'm like, I got to wipe myself. Like I can't go to this person's house with a shitty ass crack. Yeah. Right. Now you can't. You're gonna I can't. You're gonna be itching I'm gonna be, and stinky. It's going to be itching and stinking. I'm going to be there doing scratchy. makeup for like six people. So of course I look at my mom's car and if all the shit she got in there, there's no, no tissue. tissue. So a bitch took her sock off. And I wiped my ass with my sock. 
Yo. Okay. Yo, you a savage, yo. You a sa- my wife is a savage. I never savage. told you. I don't think I've ever. You've told never told me you wiped your ass with a sock. I wiped bro. my ass with a sock. Took off my other sock for a second wipe because you know you can't just wipe one time. And I just put everything in the Ziploc bag and I threw it into the bushes. And then I went on my merry way. But the relief that I felt after that. Yeah, I'm never I've never heard this whole story. <laughs> the relief that I felt after that I've never heard was, this whole story. Was second to none. You y'all don't understand. I gotta say quick thinking. You know what you I'm know saying? What I mean? Like I actually commend that was quick on your like, talk feet, about being in a, in <laughs> being in a pinch. Yeah, I was in yeah. a pinch. So all was so well. You got the job done. That I got the job done. No, I did. I, I, I took a shit. I felt better. I got to her house. <laughs> I felt like a legit ten pounds lighter. And of course, I washed my hands and all that good stuff. So don't worry about that part. Washed my hands and all that, and Yo, it was on my merry way. K shitty. Sorry, y'all. That was we were getting real like. Yeah, they learned a lot here. about they you in these first two questions. Today. Had a threesome in college, and now you're just <laughs> shitting on the side of the road, wiping your ass bag. with socks. <laughs> What is going on? I'm just imagining the poor person that's cleaning the side of the highway comes up to this bush. Yo! I'm glad that, like, <laughs> what? Really? Did you put the sock in the bag? I yes. did. I figured I might as well contain everything and just, like, yeah, because then, all, like, I just, like, how am I going to, like, take a bag of shit back in the car with me and then ride with it somewhere? Like, Yo, what does that look that like? That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad, Kane. I'm sorry, guys. That so, was yeah. bad. Ooh. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm in tears. I think you did what you needed to. I had to do what I had you to did. do. In that you did. What you, you did what you needed to do. Because the other option was take a yeah. shit at her house and clog her toilet or shit on myself and just not do the job. So. You got the money, though. You Thank got to you. the bag, baby. I did get to it was the bag. a shitty bag, Amen. but you got By to way the of bag. A bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at least, I mean, your your story, you were a child, Kay. You know, <laughs> you were in a pinch. Um, my story, I was a grown ass adult. Um, I, was, I had just got to the Lions. I was going in for my tryout and I was nervous. So my stomach was like rumbling, like I'm like sweating, like rumbling. So the coach is up there talking and giving his speech about, oh, you could be a part of the Lions. Everybody's rah-rah. My stomach is killing me. So in the middle of the speech, I'm like, yo, can I go to the bathroom? So he's just like, yeah. So I run to the bathroom and I pick the toilet, right? I go and pick in the toilet. I go sit down. I go to sit down on the toilet and I realize that there's no toilet bowl cover. So now I'm turtle-heading like Kay described. I'm turtle-heading, right? And I go to put the toilet paper cover on there. And when I go to sit down, it falls in the toilet. So now you know how when you're about to go to the bathroom, it gets closer and closer and closer. So now it's like about to come out. I turn around to get another piece of the toilet paper cover. And when I turn to put it down on the toilet paper, explosion all over the door, all over the toilet paper holder. It's like just shit everywhere, son. And I'm like, like, oh, because I'm like, yo, like, I'm at the Lions facility. Like, this is my dream. And there's shit all over the thing. So then I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to start cleaning it up, right? So then I hear people about to come into the bathroom. So I just leave and I go into the next stall. <laughs> so I go into the next stall and I finish using the bathroom, right? And I hear, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know. I'm like, here, people going, going to the store, going to the store. So then I come out the store and the dude, it goes, he's like, yo. So then I didn't know what to do. So I just act like I was shocked like he was. So when he opened it, I was like, yo, who did that, son? And he didn't think it was me because he just seen me come out this store. So I was like, yo, this is, yo, straight acting, bro. 
So then he's like, yo, these rookies come in here. And I'm like, these fucking, that's disgusting. Whoever did that has no self-respect. This is wrong. I was like, you want me to go get somebody? He's like, yeah, go get the janitor. So I ran, got the janitor. And I made sure the janitor knew it was not me. And then they was in there and cleaning up. And then I just went and went back into the meeting. And it was just kind of like. <laughs> but there was, there was like, it was like a, like a, a shit tie-dye all over the doors. See, at least I contained my shit in a Ziploc bag. You had shit smeared all over these hey. people. And these you know them nervous, them nervous well, shits be... <laughs> them nervous shits be... They just be coming. question away, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that question. Y'all messed up for that. Y'all messed up for that. I would have never thought, like... It's like they knew that oh. you would humiliate yourself. That's what they want to do. Did That's what they want to do. Did y'all know we were going to humiliate yeah. ourselves? I'm it sure can't get did. no more worse than shitty and threesomes in college. Let's I mean, see. listen. Wow. At this rate. Never say never. True or false, the size of the hands tell you about the size of the penis. I wouldn't know. Cause I don't I don't I don't shake hands and then look at penises. That would be a, I mean a woman question. I, I look at penises in so then you through, can answer through this pants question. and stuff like that, but it's hard to get like a gauge. I mean I haven't seen many penises in my life, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, to be able to tell. But I don't know. What do you think, kid? Is that true or false? never taken the time to give a damn no. i like a little com- surprise to compare you, you the know two, like right? right like first Look. of all that just scientifically can't be <laughs> accurate but like <laughs> you never know. i don't necessarily know that i want to be like oh this must mean that save something for the imagination be surprised mm-hmm. you know find out what you're going to get when you get it. Right. like why you got to do all the Measuring versus hands and stuff like that. And then you have a nigga with like King Kong hands and like a Toy Story penis. And then you're like all mad at what the internet? <laughs> right? Are you mad at like the old wives' tale? Then you set yourself up disappointed. Right. And then what does that look like? Like a King Kong hand like holding a Toy Story penis. That must be a little off putting too. I mean, I'll just I like gauge looking at like you know when Gray Sweat's pants season comes mm-hmm. in and you know you kinda like So give do you a look, compare do you, you know, compare hands to penis though? No, I wouldn't say I do that too. And then it's kind of like a false equivalency at that point because it's like a penis and sweatpants just walking around versus like mm-hmm. an erect penis, like two different things. You know what I mean? Some people are growers. Also true. Some people are growers. And some people are just like what swellers? I don't know what what category does that go into. I don't know. I think people would look at me weird if if I was giving people my ideas on the plethoras of penises. <laughs> that's just not my yeah. that's not my category. That's just not your forte. Yeah, it's not my that's not my forte. Yeah. Like I don't meet men and be like, hey, nice handshake. <laughs> Let me see what, what you about got. Like in the locker room or whatever. Like, is, was there ever like somebody that you walk past and you're just like, whoa? But well, know, no, I mean, I we, wouldn't expect we have, him to have like that. Even, even if you did in passing, like in a locker room setting, I don't think a nigga would be like, but his hands. <laughs> that's, like, I see, don't now think that's that you the, would like. That's, that's a perfect look example. Look at the hands for comparison. That's a, that's <laughs> a perfect like, example. Right. You never see a man, because in a locker room, of course, dudes be naked in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you never look at a dude and see his penis and then be like, let me see if his hands match. That's just because if you're a, you're a Peter gazer in the locker room, don't nobody like a Peter gazer. Like nobody right. just wants you staring at my penis. Well, or I mean, my... okay, not to stare, but say for example, just because you've been in the locker room with men, for example, naked, has there ever been somebody that you're just like, whoa, I didn't expect for him to like have that. You know what I mean? Like either him have like a really that's large penis or like a yeah, that is one. that is that is a different. That's a completely different <laughs> question. But um, but if you did if you did feel that way, what would it be based on? 
hands, right. attitude. Right. Or just like, like the size of the guy or like a shorter guy having a bigger dick versus like a really big dude that you thought would have a big dick and he don't. Like, so here's, you know? here's the truth. As a heterosexual man, when you walk into the locker room, you're not even looking to compare penises. Mm -hmm. That's not even my... Yeah. That's not even my thing. Like, I'm not into penises. So right. I, I legitimately don't walk around saying, like, let me see who's, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. But, but if, as a homosexual man, it's also, like, not, <laughs> there's, there's not, like, a, I, I, okay, I would say if anything that I could think of, if there's anything that might you might, like, attribute size to in terms of presentation outside of nudity, it might be, like, big dick energy. Like, there just mm -hmm. may be mm -hmm. an energy that you get from someone that's, like, then again, like, he has a huge dick. Like, <laughs> right. sex We talk about that right. all the time. We even talk right, about right, that right. with Demora yeah, all the time. Like, it's just a confidence that he exudes that it's just, like, he thinks he's all that because he knows he has a big dick. Yeah. That type of shit. But even that, you never know. I was about to say, because <laughs> so, Donald Trump, Donald Trump exudes... Someone who thinks he has a big dick, but we ain't gonna know. But then sometimes you like, oh, I ain't got a little dick because he just, because you know, little man complex. True. Little man complex, but then you got big dick energy. Sometimes they, you know, they're mm. not mutually exclusive. That's true. And then people you know just be saying? delusional as fuck too. So it's just like, man, like you think you must think you be packing. There it is. Because I know my some of my girlfriends have said that they've been let down from somebody who they thought was mm -hmm. talking all the talk that they had all this stuff and then they got to doing the do and they've been severely so. disappointed so mm. don't set yourself up a disappointment that's the lesson here don't, so don't look at hands don't look at hands that's the disappointment. Don't look hands, hands are for shaking okay have you ever thought a friend's kid was ugly i'm not answering this question <laughs> y'all niggas y'all trying to mess up friendships Y'all, y'all gonna mess up friends. Okay, so maybe, maybe not. Can we, the can we alter it a bit and just say like, <laughs> have you seen a child that you thought was ugly? Maybe that's not what the question is. You have to answer the question. Luckily, my friends are cute, so I don't, I don't want to say. I don't think I've had any friends whose kids are ugly. I mean, you know, sometimes in that newborn phase, the kids might look a little like alienish, or like you know, when they have to kind of grow into their self, they look kind of really, really skinny, mm. slim, so they have to kind of plump up a bit so you know i feel like it takes a baby like three months to cook to, right to cook <laughs> like, outside the womb to like settle nice. into yeah. their to settle into their real space. nice so i mean so that means that you <laughs> asked, nice. which one of your friends got an ugly baby that's not what the question i didn't say which one they asked no if you I, ever thought so this is my thing i don't think everybody is attractive i don't sure right Babies so, and humans. I mean, and adults. Yeah, I don't included. think every human I see is attractive. Right. So when people who I don't think are attractive mate with other people who I don't <laughs> think are attractive, and then they have babies, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not the type of person who's going to be like, oh, I'm going to just be like, hmm. I'm glad the baby's healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, tell I've me you have never been there before. people to have, I've known two unattractive people to have really cute babies. It's and true. I don't know how. It's true. Uh, and I feel like maybe they don't stay cute. Like, I think once they, like, hit puberty or whatever, it's like, oh, there it is. But, like, so sometimes they get, like... <laughs> oh, there it is. It's surfacing. Now, now Ugly like motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't think I have friends that have kids I don't think are cute. But I have known people that I would not call friends that have had kids that i don't think are you but kid, i don't blame kid the child just said for that. what it's worth <laughs> you don't blame the child <laughs> thank you you don't blame the child 
That's Kid the thing. just said he don't hang out with ugly people, though. <laughs> if you ugly, that, that's a fact. You know, I don't hang out with ugly people, so yes, I wouldn't. They wouldn't really roll in those circles. But I do agree with you, kid. I've seen some people, like even just in pageant days when I used to compete back mm-hmm. in the day, I would see a girl on stage, like beautiful girl, and then you see her parents, and you're just like, whoa, how did they make her a and b? Is that going to be her future? I mean, that shit could be scary yeah. for somebody. You know I mean, what I yeah. mean? So I would tread lightly if I was somebody pursuing, like they say, show me the person's mother, show me the person's father. That might be an indicator of what you have to look forward to decades from now. I'll also say this, though. Unattractiveness also comes with facial expressions. If people, like some people walk around with like a a scowl, you know, like they just, they just, you know, it's like, what the fuck your face look like that for? You know, they just mean, you know, just mean scowl and they just look ugly. And then you see their kids and their kids smile. And then you're like, oh, you know, you look, you know. And like facial oppressions and the way that you choose to, to hold your face. Yes. Is genet- like that passes down. It's not it, like <laughs> your kids will hold their face the same way you choose to. I don't know why. So like if you make That's a what they face, see, though. That there's is what a they chance see. your kid will do. <laughs> that is, that is true. That is because when one of my aunts in law was pregnant, she would just was not the most pleasant person to be around. She just always seemed really unhappy. <laughs> she was like always scowling. And mm. everyone would just like, you know, you know, smile, smile. And she'll be like, you know, and then the baby came out looking just like her. The baby was scowling like- the entire time. And it was like, I remember my grandmother saying, Lord of his mercy, we have to go smile for this baby. Smile for this <laughs> yeah. baby. Because it's like now the baby's out. Let's hope that the energy transfers from you're us gonna smiling have, you're to gonna her. You're going to have your whole family wondering who you talk about right they, now. They see? know. See? Yo. They know. She grown now, but she's they smiling. Going to hell. She's, they know the truth. Next question. It is what it is. You're going to hell. <laughs> it is what it is. So, kid, what happened that one time you got way too drunk or high? <laughs> How long can we uh, do the show today? <laughs> um, okay, lately? All right. So the last time I was drunk high, I, um, for whatever reason, I was like, I want to tweet something really positive and inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do that, but apparently it sounded very morbid. Cause I was just like, life is short and it's very go. hard mm. push through. <laughs> you got it. I don't remember what the Mad fuck I was profound about, cause shit. I was blasted. Right. But I thought like, yeah, I've touched someone today. <laughs> and then I got like six back to back calls from friends and family that were like, are you okay? I got text messages from like, like coworkers, peers, people I'm inspired by that were like, you mean so much to the community. Don't do it. We love you so much. And I was, and I'm drunk off my ass and like, what? Why is everybody calling me? And finally I realized that everybody thought that I like tweeted a suicide note. Oh, Are you God. kidding that's, me? That's, I missed that one. <laughs> is it still crazy. up or did you delete it? <laughs> this was like three weeks ago. It was <laughs> There. I gotta go see what how this long, note is. How long ago was this happening? Yeah, like, yesterday. Kid, we They're love you. They're still calling me. They're still calling Don't me. Don't yourself. We love you. Usually, when I'm like really fucked up, it I either like say a joke that's stupid, or I fight, or I scream help uncontrollably. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love that. So this one time, Deval and I. I knew he was going to tell the story. Which About the brownie? Yes. Okay. I knew it. So, you know, I'm not like heavy on like the smoking part of it, but it's like, give me a little something that I can eat and, you know, partake in and I'll, I'll do it. Right. So this one particular time we were at a friend's house and this, this particular friend and her husband, they have five children. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had our three boys at the house. So we're chilling, we're barbecuing, having a good time, whatever, whatever. So, you know, our friend goes and just like, yo, um, I got this brownie though. I got this brownie. So I was like, oh, okay. So I kid you not, the piece of the brownie was like, it was little, mad little. It, it was, was like little. small, like this, little. you know? So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. No big deal. So Deval and I both took a piece of the brownie. Both of us took a piece. Of the I should have known something was up when they didn't eat the brownie. It was, they just gave it to us. <laughs> so it was almost like some experimental shit that it was just like, oh, I'm going to see, I'm going to see how fucked up I can get these niggas over here because, so Yo. we ate the brownie and me being like, I was like, ate that brownie, bodied it. <laughs> brownie ain't do shit. I'm good. Mad like, confident. I was Mad just like, confident. I was like, Deval, get your weight up. Because I saw at one point his eyes looked a little glossy or whatever. I was like, yo, get your so weight up. So I was smoking the pen before that. I was smoking. And that's how we ended up getting to the brownie. Because I was like, man, this pen really ain't doing nothing for me. And he was like, I got some a little more. Then he went and got the brownie. Went and got the brownie. So I see he's a little glossy or whatever. I was like, don't worry, babe. I got you tonight. If anything, I'll drive home. You know, enjoy yourself. You know, I got I got the kids. So then we proceeded to go into the backyard just to kind of get some fresh air. And Deval and I were literally sitting side by side alongside Cute. each other. Like, like shoulder to shoulder, like hands in our laps. And then all of a sudden, everything just was like moving in slow motion. So imagine eight Yo, kids. Eight kids. At one time on a deck, mommy, daddy, daddy, why do you look like that? Everything was in like slow motion and it was dragged out. And I remember my friend saying, are you okay? Like it was just like I was in some sort of trance. I could hear my heartbeat. I thought I was going to die. I could hear my heartbeat coming out of my chest. Yes. So I was like, I got to go lay down. Me and Kay went to go lay down and... I took the brownie first and then, no, you took the brownie first. Mm-hmm. You took the brownie first and then I took the brownie. We go to lay down and then finally we get up and we're like, yo, we got to drive the kids home. back home. And it was like a panic for a second. But then I was I like. I was still high though. <laughs> but then I, I was convincing myself like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I was like, this shit is mental. Like, you can't give me no brownie and think that's going to take me out all night. I was like, I'm, I'm good. So. <clears throat> and listen, I do not, con- we do not condone driving under the influence or while intoxicated. Yes, we, we have to say that. that. We have to say that. Before anybody try to show up but, to take my children. But we had three kids and we had yes. to get back home. Exactly. And this was like at least two hours later because we slept and everything. And I got up and I was like, I'm good. So let's go. We get in the car, kid. And I kid you not, Kadeen thought she was moving. She's like, I'm going to get us home, right? <laughs> she, she thought she was moving, right? We on the highway. Right. And she's like, she's blinking a lot. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm, go- I'm going straight. Right. Deval? I'm going straight. Right. I'm going straight. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to speed limit. Right. She was going 15 miles per hour, kid. 15. But I was so afraid that I was just like, yeah, baby, go on the speed limit. She didn't go no faster. It took us forever to get home. And she in the middle lane, cause she don't want to draw no attention doing 15 miles per hour on the highway. <laughs> Cars is flying by us, honking, <laughs> and she's just like, she's like, why are they honking? I'm like, the baby, don't worry about them. Focus, focus. She drove straight 15 miles per hour from there all the way home. And and in my mind, I was completely fine. 
But I guess like the mind over matter shit did not apply in this. And thing. I want to alert her. All I because if I was mad, calm. He was like, "You got this, baby. You got." This. So I thought I was good because I was like, "Here he is telling me I'm good. I feel like I'm good," and I just was not good apparently. But you drove 15 miles I, an hour. and you prayed the entire that? way. Like Lord, I will never eat another brownie from these people ever again. And that's Please the last time. Yeah. That's the last time we ever, ever did an edible, yo. Yeah. What was your wackest sexual experience? Hmm. Hmm. My wackest sexual experience. Let me think. Um, I got one. I got one. And got this one? is in. This is in no way. To be racially divisive but <laughs> i just i don't understand why you're laughing but i had sex with a white girl and it was like it was like porn because she was just doing a lot of like groaning and, and saying things but it just wasn't like hitting the way she expected it to hit you know it was just like oh yeah 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 <laughs> And I was just, and I was kind of like. That was the soundtrack? Yeah, it was like, oh, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck my pussy. Yeah. And it was kind of turning me off. Like, it was, you know, you know how it you was. have a sex of mine that's turning you off? So I know for a fact <laughs> that I wasn't even like hitting it like that because I was turned off. But she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I ended up like faking like an orgasm. I was like, oh, okay, gotta go. And I, I got out of there. And I was like, yeah, that might be, that might be the last time I ever do anything like that. Like that's just. And I'm not trying to be racially divisive, but this is why. That was like your one girl, white girl experience. That was, yes. Or, okay. I was, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm good with, with this. Like, <laughs> You're good with. I'm gonna stick. Sex with white girls. Yes, I'm gonna stick with my women of color. <laughs> because it's just, it's just a little bit more there, you know, Got a little you. bit more spice, Got you. you know. Yeah, was, yeah. It was pretty bad. More authentic. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. It was more authentic. Yeah. Also, like the cheekage, the cheekage wasn't there. She didn't have like the yeah. the over ass. Like yeah, the... I like when the ass hit the lower back when you hit it and it'd be like splack right. splack it. It wasn't there. <laughs> it just, there was no splack it. So there was no splack it. When she bent over, it was just like two hip bones in my pelvis. <laughs> That didn't feel good either. So I was kind of like, damn, I can't do the no ass thing. That was a whole turn off. But you thought she was doing it though. She did, but I I tried it because my homeboy, (laughs) my homeboys in college was like, yo, if you fuck a girl with no ass, you get more. You get to feel more. Because, you know, chicks that got ass... Sometimes they ask, just be blocking. Oh, it's like you. restrictive. Okay. Right. So I, because I had asked. <laughs> now this is funny. The, the funny thing is, the whole conversation happened in the locker room, right? The white boys was asking us, like, man, how do you like these girls with these, you know, these big butts, like these black with these big butts? And I was just like, what do you mean? And they were just like, yeah, you know, right. it's just too much, you know. I'd, I'd rather have a little tight butt, you know. And I was like, why? And it's like, you, you get more, you get to feel more. So I ain't gonna lie, I was young. I was like, I want to try and see what they uh, what they're talking about. <laughs> It just was not for me. Mm. Like, I like the split it, split See, it. See, Tim, like this is why our food tastes good. It's just a different thing over <laughs> you know, here. It's you know, just like we just do things different. All and the it's way okay different. that we do you know things different. And oh, how the white tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> because how many white boys still say that? That's a fact. <laughs> See, that's, they don't say that no more because you see that, them huh? now. You see them now. Like, well, because in college, we're talking about 2003. 
Pain, I was 18 years That's what ago. I was about to say. Like That's 18 That, years like, ago. 2001, 2003, 2004 vibe, that's, like, that early New Line cinema. You're right. That's era. when Cameron Diaz <laughs> was. Remember Cameron Diaz yeah. was the most beautiful woman? Angela <laughs> Lee, Angelina Jolie. Oh, right, right, right. Was, yeah. you know, one of the most. Real, real thin girls. Real thin girls. <laughs> that's uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were into. It's, it's not like that no more. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> fuck me, fuck me. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had, like, a super whack one i think they probably the wackest experience once was brought that it, like the first thing comes to mind was like after a night at the club with an ex of mine i was mad at the nigga for some reason mm-hmm. and still decided to have sex and so i sort of just let it happen while hating him the whole time and also sort of like faked it <laughs> right and then you know the nigga didn't want to leave Oh, was, I think I was <laughs> right. So you just opened yeah, up the door for like more. I was just young like more... and like refused to be like no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no. yeah. 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 Come yeah. Home. Oh, that yeah. I, I hear you. I don't think I've had a, a whack sexual experience. I mean, probably the wackest one I've ever had was like just losing my virginity. To think about that, like nobody, like neither of us knew what the hell we were doing, and it was just yeah. like, How awkward. I was 16. sixteen. Sixteen. So it was just like that awkwardness of like. First of all, running through your mind, should I even be doing this? Oh my God, my mom is probably at the door. Like, there's just so many things that go through your head. You feel guilty. You feel like I should be waiting for marriage. I might gonna go to hell. And then being conflicted with like, but I really like this guy. And then he don't really know what he's doing and he's nervous. So that was probably the wackest one. I'm sure most people who've had their, you know, virginity stories have probably been like, that shit was like the worst. Yeah. But like an actual experience, yeah. Yeah, my my virginity, my virginity story was pretty whack too. But it also makes me think, like now as an adult, I wish it would have been with a more mature, older woman who knew what Mm -hmm. she was doing, so I knew what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I had just watched a bunch of porn. It was just like, oh, there goes that. My cousins told me what to do. (laughs) Your cousins? My cousins told me what they older. They they told me what to do, and then it was over in about, I say about twenty six seconds. Damn. So that first time you get up in there, boy, <laughs> boy. Oh my god! Yeah, they, a whole new world. It, it is a whole new world. You like wow, <laughs> wow. This is what black people use to cure all illnesses and diseases. Ginger ale. Tussin. Tussin. Robotussin. That was my second one. Tussin. Robotussin. <laughs> I was going to say saltine or Vicks. Vicks saltine crackers. The Price is Right. <laughs> Ginger ale and Robitussin. There we go. <laughs> you can and cure if, anything with that. That's a fact. And if you're a Jamaican or from a West Indian household, you could throw some bush tea in there. <laughs> bush some tea. Some bush tea, yeah, mint a little, tea. little eucalyptus and honey. Or, there you or, go. Or your and mother, some Dettol. Your mother with the eucalyptus. Was that the eucalyptus the oil? The eucalyptus oil. So we had COVID earlier in the year. You know what her mother had us doing? Sniffing eucalyptus oil over hot, uh, hot water. Steaming pot. And and orange lemon peels. and orange peels. Yep. It worked though. It. it worked My though. mom and God, you know, thank God, I don't believe COVID even touched my parents' doorstep at any time. That's and what's up. Every time I would call them, my mother is in the kitchen boiling some herbs and spices you or whatever see? and breathing it and Breathe. putting your <laughs> yeah. head over yeah, the, you gotta the, put towel. the towel. With the towel. You come up right. there sweating like a whole... Oh. Listen, after that, I started doing like pore extractions. I was like, this is a whole facial in one. You might as well take advantage of the time. Take advantage of the time. I believe all of that shit works. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, my goodness. All right, kids. So you're going to stick around with us. We're going to take a quick break. Get into some listener letters after we pay some bills.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, so we back, and I have a quick question about listener letters. What's up? Y'all do listener letters on y'all show, right? 
Yep, every week. Because somebody said to me, somebody said to me, yo, y'all should change your name for listener letters because y'all stole that from the read. And I was like, well, we ain't try to steal nothing from the read. Did we you just- guys coin that? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, yo, y'all got some, y'all got some like fans. They're letters from the listeners. listeners. <laughs> it's not like a creative. That's what I said. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They said, come Why up with another name. Right, She's like, be creative. Come up with something different. You stole that. Well, bitch, like, give us a suggestion then, if that's the case. I didn't know what to <laughs> right. call it. Like, well, what? what do you want us what to call it? What do you want us to call it? Sweetness. <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to make it clear, since <laughs> we have Kid on here, that kid, there's no, that, there's that no that love lost between us and, and the, the read that we stole listening to letters. All right. right. Like, y'all call it the readings. It's just some dumb <laughs> shit. Like, that actually would be funny. That's literally what they are. That, right. Right. Exactly. Talking about this listener letter here is listen, a book. We, and we be asking for listen. They they send us, like, listener, like, chapters, okay? Oh, yes. Because oh, yeah. we uh, one time said, you know what, guys? Give us some more context. And now they're, like, giving us right. the whole song and dance. You want me to read it? Go, go for the first one, yeah. I bet. <clears throat> First and foremost, I love your family videos, and this podcast has become my new guilty pleasure. Thank you so much. I adore watching you all, and uh, adore watching you all. It gives me hope that falling in love with your best friend is real and can happen. I would like to remain anonymous, so you shall, if you can, to protect my identity. Oh gosh, I wonder what's happening here. Last year, I lost the love of my life. She was separated, and one day she left me, and she ended up choosing to be with another woman, not her wife. She told me after a ba- after a birthday trip we took for my birthday. We got back from the trip, and the next day she was a stranger. She told me she needed time to reevaluate things. A week later, I received devastating news that I am HSV1 and HSV2 positive. I immediately revealed the news to her. She was tested, and then a week later she found out she was also positive. She didn't tell a soul. I looked up every person I had ever had relations with, male and female, there was also one person I'd ever, I'd ever had only. sex. Oh, there's only one person I'd ever had sex with that I'd actually saw something in their genitals and they denied it when I reached out. I hadn't slept with that person in years and no breakouts or nothing. As per my OBGYN, it is common for this virus to live dormant in your body up and 60% of people in the world have it and have no systems or symptoms or outbreaks. It is only contagious if you have relations during an outbreak. I felt my life was over, lost my best friend, the love of my life and my outlook on life. I attempted suicide. Oh man, come on shorty. And started therapy to try to cope. I just couldn't see past my life after that call from the doc and losing the strongest romantic connection of my life. This woman was my best friend and now we are nothing. Now I have guilty. I now I have guilt because the new girl is not aware of my ex-girlfriend status and it eats me up because that's not right. And that's not how I, oh, that's how I ended up in this predicament. Someone didn't tell me and one sexual encounter and changed my life. I had a, cho- I made a choice to always share my status, even though the other person may not want anything to do with me after that. Yes, it's terrifying dating with this STD and it has a large stigmatized image attached to the diagnosis. I literally have nightmares about the truth being revealed. What if the girl tries to hurt me or my ex's family when is, when is too soon to reveal that I have it? Or too late. Any advice you could you would help? I'm confused for a second. So she <clears throat> she was with this girl, it's got one, yes. the STD from her, and now the girl has moved on moved and is on. with a new person. Right. And she doesn't know if the girl told the new person that she has the STD. And she doesn't. She pretty much doesn't know when is the right time to tell new people in her life. She hasn't oh, told. Okay. She's moved on as well, but she hasn't told the new girl in her life. Oh. And she. Well, I thought she said she was upfront with people and tell them even if it means that they won't be with her. She says she would like to be. Oh. 
But she says she's this new girl is new. So mm-hmm. when is the right time to tell people? And when is the right time? Hmm. Or when is the right time? Any advice for her kid? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, I think that prior to you having sex, the right time is when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think it's something like I think that some people I believe who have uh, certain like STIs or whatever and know that they're stigmatized for it or whatever they kind of feel like when they're when they start dating someone it needs to be like date one information right. like you need to come out of the box and be like this is a, a thing because it might be a deal breaker so I want to get it out of the way now and I don't know that that's necessarily mm-hmm. true um I've never had that conversation with anyone and I want to I can think of as ever directly had the conversation with me so I'm really working off of like how I feel like I would feel an assumption right. but mm-hmm. I I personally feel like it isn't necessarily owed to me when we start dating you know right. what I mean um but obviously if you're going to have sex it should be a conversation that you have prior to that yeah um, I guess the so, fear would so, be the fear would be that you are dating someone you don't disclose it you go on a couple of dates you guys are really feeling each other and then it gets to the point where you do feel like you want to then have sexual relations with somebody and then you have to lay that news on there so it's almost like a setup for disappointment possibly or do you feel like you're wasting your mm-hmm. time you I know? I feel like okay when you're dating someone right that doesn't automatically mean you're gonna have sex right. So I'm not going right. to disclose my personal business to someone who I don't even know if I like enough to right. to have my personal business. So date one, exactly. some people, but some people will probably say, okay, date one, you realize you like this person. If you continue to go on dates with them and you don't tell them and then it gets to the sex part, now you've wasted their time if they chose that they don't want to move forward on, on dating <laughs> because you have this uh, STD or STI. So for me, it's like, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. But you get one life. As long as you're uh, exactly. clear mm-hmm. with someone when you're ready, like like Kid said, when you're ready, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important. And as long as you don't put someone in danger by dis- by having sex without disclosing beforehand, right? That's that's cool. Because that like, takes away no, the choice. Everyone yeah, should no have right a choice. There's no right or wrong time. Yeah. You know, there's no right or wrong time. It's mm-hmm. when you're ready. It's your mm-hmm. body. As long mm-hmm. as you don't put no one in danger. Okay. So I, I agree right. with you, Kid. I agree. And with you're not really wasting anybody's time by yeah. you know disclosing that prior to sex whenever right. that time right. comes right because you can go on four great dates and then before you go to have sex you find out that like they don't pay child support or their house is broken <laughs> right right, right. Like, that, that is true some <laughs> other reason that you don't want or they have, have big hands and their so. print is small like you know something <laughs> like that the, so. the funny thing is that's but that's a great perspective that we don't often think about right mm-hmm. When you think about STDs or STIs, it's like you got to tell right away because you could be wasting somebody's time. But he just brought up a good point. You may have gone on four and five or six dates, go to the house and realize they fucking dirty and decided I don't want to have <laughs> sex with this person. Right. And it had nothing to do with an STD. That's a fact. Like we, we decide mm-hmm. whether or not we want to not have sex with someone for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. just say that this is the only reason that's going to matter. So I, that's a good perspective I never even thought about. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, sis. Yeah. All right now. Yeah. Number two. 
And last but not least, absolutely love you guys and the influence you guys have on your audience, especially during these times. Thank you so much. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years. He is about to be 30 and I'm 27. He has three children before we met. I have not graduated college yet, yet college yet still pursuing but i do work for the new york city department of education and make very good money to pay for my own car travel and help my mom out he does not have a college degree jumps from job to job and has no skill set for budgeting and saving money so of course that means i've been paying for a majority of everything we do and eat We speak about marriage and having children, but I'm hesitant because he was not specific or has no specific goal to do anything as his career is concerned. I don't necessarily want to walk away because he we have grown this connection as him being my best friend. I see the potential of the relationship and the sex is bomb. That's what it is. That's why the nigga got three kids. That's all it is. I understand he has to focus on his kids first, but when will he finally stabilize himself to start building a steady life with me? I can't keep paying at the register while he hugs me from behind. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dick to bomb. The dick to bomb. Dick to bomb. That's what that is. Is she just dickmatized? So the answer to when is he going to do that is never. Never. I'm about to say, like, what, right. she knows the answer is. Right. He isn't. Especially like, why would when he? he has women in his life that will cover all his bases for him. And all he has to do is fuck you and hug you from the back when y'all are at Target. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> like, why would he do anything differently? All he has to do is have sex with you. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like Niggas in these types of positions, usually, if they get their shit together at all, it's because, like, they have to sort of, like, make the decision, whether by falling on their face or just facing some other obstacle in life where they kind of have no other choice but to, like, get their shit together and change their way of thinking. But you sitting back and waiting for that day is a disservice to your damn self because, A, it's not promised. So you might just end up old and resentful and have this nigga's fourth and fifth and sixth kids and he's still jumping around from job to job and then you mad at yourself and him. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a fact. No, she's going to she's gonna be mad at herself, him and every other nigga because that That's always happens. And That's a, mm-hmm. he, you, you knew what it was. You're still fucking with him. But then after that, it's going to be niggas ain't shit. Right. Men ain't shit. Because it's like, look how you built yourself up, sis. You're like, okay, you have a job. You can pay for your money, your travel, this, that. He has no degree. Jumps from job to job, no skill set for budgeting, doesn't save money, can't save money because you don't make money. So it's usually with these list of letters, I feel like they kind of map everything out to just say the obvious. Like, girl. Yeah, they just want the affirmation never. from us of what they know they want to do. Because mm-hmm. they all map out all the bad stuff and say, I know, I know that I should, but if you want me to sit here and tell you, no, girl, fight for it, because nah, he's showing you who he is. People, not just niggas. People who are enabled are going to continue to do and, and show bad behavior Absolutely. because they're enabled. Yeah. And that is what it is. Because why not? Yes. <laughs> why not yeah, just sit like, back why, and chill when all my bases are covered and I don't have to do yeah. anything but drop some dick off? You know that what I mean? pretty simple. Yeah. Literally that. Well. I mean, all you're going to do is sit back and waste your time. That's a fact. That is a whole fact. Well, if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, keep writing in, keep emailing us, and just know that listener letters was not copyrighted and coined by uh, Kid <laughs> Fury and Crystal at the Read um, because we're, just, we're yeah. just getting letters from our listeners and we love y'all and we appreciate it. So continue to email us at we deadass. We don't have property. 
<laughs> that's a yeah. fact. Uh, continue to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Yes, that's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. So to close out the show, kid, we do a moment of truth. <laughs> moment of truth time. Hmm. What's some parting yeah. words you'd like to leave us with? Typically, it's about whatever the show topic was about. You just kind of have that final note or that final thought or that final piece of advice. I mean, we've got to Kiki. We laughed about shits and farts and dick sizes and all sorts of stuff. So is there yeah. anything that you'd like to leave us with as your moment of truth? I was going to say shit happens. And <laughs> it happens anywhere, at any time, in any position, <laughs> in any bag. Um no, I guess just all I really want to say is I love you guys and you guys consistently inspired me and I'm glad that I got a chance to do this. I'm sure Crystal would have loved to do it as well if she wasn't going to school every second of every day of her wow. life these days. Oh my goodness. She was but, um, definitely missed, but we yes. enjoyed having you thoroughly. Yes. We were yes. glad to have you t- yes. too, just as glad as I was to have that gallon size Ziploc bag. <laughs> so the, my mom. How much did you eat? That my mo, I shit. told you my grandmother cooked. She made oxtail, rice and peas. I had cabbage. I had fried plantain. I had mass stuff. That morning she made <sighs> ackee and sawfish. She made some fried dumplings. So you see? it was just a plethora of things I in my system. Hot. You see? That's a fact. You see, kid? It was a, yeah, you know, it was a little spicy too. Steaming. A little pepper. And the, yeah, the, 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 y'all both it just was not. It just was not a vibe, y'all. But like you, like, like kids said, Shit happens. What matters is how you deal with the shit in that moment. Are you able to overcome the shitty moments? Yes. That's what matters. Shitty survivors. There we go. Yes. Would you have a moment of truth, babe? Uh, My moment of truth is that I learned real early that when you're hitting it from the back (laughs) and her ass don't hit her lower back and go clack it, clack it, clack it. That ain't it for she me, ain't, man. She ain't, <laughs> she ain't the one. She got to eat oxtail, rice and peas, jerk chicken. All that good stuff. That's how, that's how you get that all that back there. Fried dumpling. Thick. Thicker hey, than a fried dumpling. We live. But uh, no, ser- no. <laughs> seriously, my moment, moment of truth is it's fun to live in your truth, yo. Like Absolutely. when you can talk about the things in your life and not be ashamed of who you are and what you've done, it's it's freeing and it's Facts. fun. It's fun. Like this is. I think true. that's one thing we all have in common. That's here today, yeah. Right? We all have. Not ashamed of who we are. Yo. That just is. It is what it is. I mean, my podcast is called The Read, and your podcast is called Dead Air. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think it's very obvious. Yes, <laughs> like that we don't shame, give a shit. We live in our truth over here. That's the whole fact. Well, kid, make sure, like I said, if anybody was like completely under a rock or comatose for the past couple of years, where can they find you? Where can they find everything that you have going on? Oh man, um, our podcast is called The Read. And that is R-E-A-D-E. And I think the Instagram and socials are this is the read mm-hmm. on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter and stuff. Yes. And um my shit is K-I-D-F-U-R-Y. Good luck finding me actually being active on social media. <laughs> you not. I checked your page. You have like days. you have like <laughs> one post on your page. I was like, kid, what you did? You deleted everything. Yeah. I'm in a season I feel right it. now where I'm just chilling and just observing. I'm keeping my head like low it. and working and just trying to like 
I encourage like all the people I fuck with. We need but moments like that. Hopefully I'll come up uh, above ground some other day. Okay, now it's about to be <laughs> springtime. Uh, it's about to be springtime. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always, as as always, it's good to sit down and chat with you. I'm hoping and praying that the next time we do this, it can be in person. Facts. Or even when we're in New York, if yeah, we can link absolutely. up for a vibe, you know what I mean? Get yeah. together, have a drink and all that good stuff and just chill. So I'm looking forward well, to that. I might that be coming moment. west very soon. Well, you know that we're south now. We're in Georgia. Oh, are you? Yes, we are, we are in Georgia. So we're back oh, I know. East. Y'all always bouncing around. You have eight homes across the planet well, because you work on every country. <laughs> That's what it feels we're, like. We're going to be here, though. This for, is home base now. Home base. This is home base. So if you're ever in the ATL area, okay. give us a shout and pull up. Yeah. You are always welcome. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm always down there, Oh, too. good. Yes. Good, good. I cannot wait. All right. Sounds good. Well, be sure to follow us on social media. You know where to find us, Dead Ass the Podcast. And you can find me at Kadeen I Am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate review and subscribe dead ass baby and follow the read if you haven't been yet all right tell your auntie tell your friend tell your mama all that good stuff (laughs) dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia podcast network and is produced by denora pena and tribble follow the podcast on social media at dead ass the podcast and never miss a thing This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.